Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is part 13 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. The choice of record today, which is totally out of character, is actually a compilation record, but it's a great compilation of work. This is a record that spoke to me as a teenager, and it put its arms around me. This is a double album, and it has nowhere near the stats attached to it, as do uh, Songs in the Key of Life or A Dark Side of the Moon. But man, did it resonate. It made it onto Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, and it went gold in sales. But this band, when it came to the people that they connected to, including yours truly, was more important than any chart position it ever would or would not attain. Today, we're going to be checking out the compilation record by The Smiths, released as a double album in March 1987, entitled Louder Than Bombs. I chose this one because it was too hard to choose between their actual albums for me. Meat is Murder came out in 1985, and The Queen is Dead came out in 1986. Just those two, for example, are so outstanding. So I just kind of pulled from a record that had music from various records. What I found so interesting about the songs were that they were highly personal, but they also weren't afraid to have a sense of humor. Uh, the rhythm section of Andy Rourke and Mike Joyce on bass and drums was rock solid. Guitarist Johnny Marr was completely original in his approach. I mean, think about it, really. Who at that time could you compare his overall style to? And then the singer, Morrissey, was the shy person who also wanted to be the center of attention. He was the quiet guy who at the same time was very opinionated. He was like the delicate guy who could also be crass. This combination spoke to a lot of young people just like me. Now, I, being American, never pretended to relate to Morrissey's world or his background, but I could totally relate to the feelings he had about himself about being alone, and about being shy. I felt like I wrote a diary, mailed it to him. He changed it to include a British sensibility, and I was hearing my own pen-to-paper thoughts back to me on their records. And this wasn't just me. The BBC News has described them as, quote, the band that inspired deeper devotion than any British group since the Beatles. And Q Magazine argued that the Smiths were the one truly vital voice of the 80s and the most influential British guitar group of the decade. Ready to get into Louder Than Bombs? I am. Let's go. Now, as is the case with this program, especially being a double album, we won't have time to comment on everything. But the psychology on vinyl for this record is abundant. Side one begins with the song, Is It Really So Strange? You can totally hear Morrissey's punk rock past in the lyrics. It says, you can kick me and you can punch me 
and you can break my face, but you won't change the way I feel. But then, in typical Morrissey fashion, the twist comes because then he says, because I love you. <laughs> yes, tongue firmly in cheek, but the sentiment is real. There is a longing for love that is very real as summed up by the final verses. Why is the last mile the hardest mile? My throat was dry with the sun in my eyes, and I realized I could never, never, never go back home again. This leads into the track, Sheila Takes a Bow. It seems in really reflecting on this record, like Morrissey in his lyrics takes two stances when it comes to most songs. One, he's openly admitting that he needs love and confirmation of his even being lovable. And number two, he's providing the listener a voice of love and tells them that they are lovable. Sheila Takes a Bow is the latter. He sings to the listener lyrics like, how can someone so young sing words so sad? And then encourages the listener to leave the home she hides in because of shyness by singing, come out and find the one that you love and who loves you. He's essentially encouraging a girl to do what he in his other songs admits that he doesn't have the strength or ability or courage to do himself, which is namely get past his shyness and get up and go somewhere. Case in point, let's skip to the song on side one called Half a Person. Now, imagine hearing these lyrics as a lonely kid in a bedroom with a record player in the 1980s. He sings, call me morbid, call me pale. I've spent six years on your trail. Six full years of my life on your trail. And if you have five seconds to spare, then I'll tell you the story of my life. 16, clumsy and shy, that's the story of my life. Now, I loved all kinds of music growing up, all styles. I wasn't part of any particular musical clique. But seriously, lyrics like this did not show up on my hard rock or my hip-hop records. This was put it all on the table vulnerability. In fact, with most songs and other genres, it was just the opposite proving one's manhood by how much money you had or with overt displays of how manly you were, whatever that means. I liked all of it, true, but the Smiths on a song like Half a Person was just so, so different. And many other songs on this record are just as if not more personal and vulnerable than this one is. In fact, starting side two is the song Panic where Morrissey literally says that the music DJs constantly played said nothing to him about his life. Then, wasting no time, he would prove time and again that his songs would say something to us about our lives. I can tell you, when a Smith song came on KROQ in Los Angeles, you didn't want to hang the DJ. It was a cathartic thing, especially as a teenager. The next few songs on this side confirm once again that he was both lonely and as such, he understood our loneliness as listeners. On the song Girl Afraid, he sings of a boy and a girl who want the same thing but send each other wrong signals and so nothing happens. On You've Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby, again, he's singing to you and to himself 
at the same time saying, if you're wondering why all the love that you long for eludes you and people are rude and cruel to you, I'll tell you why. You just haven't earned it yet, baby. You must suffer and cry for a longer time. Then comes a song with a title that is very, very Smith's. Now, I know non-Smith's listeners will easily roll their eyes when I say the title, while avid listeners of the Smith's will completely get it. The song is called Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. Morrissey questions why in his life he wastes valuable time on people that don't really care about him. And he sings, two lovers entwined pass me by, and heaven knows I'm miserable now. Side three begins with another You Can Do It song coming from someone who can't do it. But he gets us so it's, again, endearing. He understands us. The song is called Ask. It's ultimate and complete hypocrisy, but it's also completely loving and sincere at the same time. Lyrics, he sings, shyness is nice and shyness can stop you from doing all the things in life you'd like to. So if there's something you'd like to try, ask me, I won't say no, how could I? Nature is a language, can't you read? Because if it's not love, then it's the bomb that will bring us together. You wish that he would hear himself and apply those lyrics to himself. And finally, on side four, some of the most obvious songs of longing and a lack of self-love will make themselves known. Three big ones in this regard. Please, please, please let me get what I want. Unlovable and the last song called Asleep. Of these, Unlovable spoke to me heavily as a kid, even now if the timing is right. This only works if you've ever felt it. Here's a portion of a Morrissey interview that shows to what lengths he would go to show that he understood his audience. An interviewer asked him why he sometimes wore a hearing aid live that would be something he would do in early Smith shows. He would wear a hearing aid. He, he, they, were, they asked him, do you have a hearing problem? Was it a gimmick? This was his answer. He said, some people think it's kind of a sick joke. But the truth is, a fan wrote in telling me that she was deaf and felt very depressed about her handicap. At that time, we released the song, What Difference Does It Make?, which is all about appearance making no difference to you. I thought it would be a nice gesture to wear the hearing aid on top of the pops to show that fan that deafness shouldn't be some sort of stigma that you try to hide. Basically, I was trying to give her a bit of confidence in herself. That right there, for me, in a nutshell, is the Smiths. I know the Smiths are not for everyone. Just like La Via Strangiato by Rush or Giant Steps by John Coltrane are not for everyone. But if you were in the right place at the right time, they were very important. And while, yes, for this podcast, a lot of the focus has been on Morrissey, the Smiths were four people that needed to be there when they were there. For example, 
I loved the first few Morrissey solo albums and even met and interviewed his guitarist at the time, Boz Boer and his drummer, Spencer Cobran. Both of these guys were great. But as cool as those guys were and as good as those records were, they weren't the Smiths. Johnny Marr is singular. You can't replace him. You just can't. Same with that insanely tight European rhythm section. They were a unit that powerfully and gently and robustly and gingerly provided what would essentially make Morrison, Morrissey's lyrics come to life. Morrissey provided the person, the musicians provided that person's oxygen. To sum it up, simply put, these songs meant something to me and they still do. It wasn't a, you know, are you ready to rock kind of music, which is cool too. And it's not background music. It's a collection of sophisticated teenage loneliness anthems, as well as reassurance from someone who understands you singing in your ear. I'm going to close this one out with a testimony that some of the lyrics on this album have proven themselves to be true. I'm going to do this by quoting one more set of lyrics off of this record. They were very accurate. Listen to this. Don't forget the songs that made you cry and the songs that saved your life. Yes, you're older now and you're a clever swine, but they were the only ones who ever stood by you. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast the Smith's Louder Than Bombs playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just go to Refresher Podcast dash The Smith's Louder Than Bombs. So let's get into the track list. And again, we're going to break it up just like the record. Side one, Is It Really So Strange? Side two, Sheila Take a Bow. Side three, Shoplifters of the World Unite. Number four is Sweet and Tender Hooligan. Number five is Half a Person. And number six is London. Getting into side two, we have Panic, Girl Afraid, Shakespeare's Sister, William, It Was Really Nothing, You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby, and Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. Side three, Ask. Golden Lights, Oscillate Wildly, These Things Take Time, Rubber Ring, and Back to the Old House. And finally, side four, we have Hand in Glove, Stretch Out and Wait, Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want, The Night Has Opened My Eyes, Unlovable, and Asleep. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash The Smiths, Louder Than Bombs. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographics report show that we now have listeners once again in Israel. Israel is, is lighting up the boards this past month. So thank you so much for listening to us. Welcome to Refresher. You know, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, 
please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also check out our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can go there for Refresher gear, as well as my books and links to friends of the show. That is, again, refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.